Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome back in, hour number two of the Outdoor Show. Glad to have you with us on this Saturday morning. Don't forget, before you head out or while you're heading out, uh, don't text and drive unless you've got uh, voice text or you can have your designated driver or your designated texter. But shoot us a text at 870-870. Tell you who, where, what is going on on this Saturday morning. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, I was listening to the uh, news break at the top of the hour, and they gave that report about Alaska's unusually hot summer. Uh, it's five degrees warmer than normal for July, the 12th consecutive month in a row where they're setting records. And uh, the people over there we were complaining about how hot it was over there. And I got to tell you, it was comfortable, okay? Even at its hottest, it was comfortable over there. Uh, so when you get close to those glaciers and you're on the open water, Whew, that wind blowing off those glaciers is like a gigantic ice cube, and it kind of cools you down. Anyway, I, I don't feel a lot of sympathy for them in Alaska if they're complaining about the heat. Complain about the cold in the winter, but not the heat in the summer. Uh, we had a great time there, and if you haven't seen some of the photos, you might want to go on the Bayou Wild TV Facebook uh, and look at some of the pictures. Chris Lecoq, uh, our, our videographer, did an excellent job. And he, I captured it on a cell phone, but he got it on a real camera. Uh, a, a humpback whale, a young humpback whale, was breaching and putting on a show for us. We've got some videos of that. Uh, Martha and Spencer and I caught some gorgeous fish out there uh, in the Gulf of Alaska outside of Resurrection Bay, uh, some beautiful uh, rockfish. Uh, she caught one that she's going to get mounted. It is called a tiger rockfish. It's kind of a reddish pink with uh, bars on it like a tiger, dark stripes. And I had a yellow eye grouper, a yellow eye, I want to say yellow edge grouper, a yellow eye rockfish that have been known to live as long as 120 years. Looks like something out of an aquarium. And, of course, we caught some uh, halibut. Uh, problem now, they got it really tightly regulated on those gigantic flounders on steroids, as I call them. Uh, I caught the first one I caught. You can keep two, and one has to be under 28 inches, and the other one can be any size. Well, as luck would have it, first one I caught was the biggest one put on the boat in the day. It was a 40 pounder, which is way, way shy of uh, what normally you catch out there. 100 pounders are what used to be pretty common. And then uh, I ended up <laughs> hooking one, fishing for rockfish on a light tackle rod. And got it up to the top after a long fight because it was down on the bottom. And it turned out to be a 60-pounder. But because I already had my 1 over 28, had to release the biggest fish of the day and also a lot of excellent meat. But we did come back with some nice fillets, rockfish, uh, plenty of salmon, and some halibut. So all in all, a great trip. And you're going to be seeing a lot of episodes on Bayou Wild TV as well as our Fish and Game Report and the Outdoors Report on WBRZ. Speaking of WBRZ... Uh, the new Season 3 premiere episode is going to be airing in about 21 minutes on WBRZ Channel 2 in Baton Rouge. This week is called The Sanctuary Elk Adventure. Uh, Jeff Rogers uh, did an elk uh, stalk and, and kill of, a, of a, a bull elk at his place in Mississippi called The Sanctuary. 
Uh, he talks about management of hunting on sanctuary property. And also he does a really good recipe that's going to get you hungry, even this early in the morning, for elk burgers. <clears throat> and if, you, if you've never watched Bayou Wild, next week's show, please do not miss it. It's entitled Generations of Outdoors, and it features a longtime friend of mine, Dutch Prager. And it also has a feature about kids at the Eunice, Eunice Youth Camp learning about hunting and fishing. And then we have a cooking segment where I learned something new, how to fry fish in an air fryer. Whew, does that change my life? Anyway, Dutch Prager, looking at that feature, it basically takes you throughout the entire history of fishing in Louisiana. The gentleman is over 90 years old, and he's been fishing for a long, long time. And there's some archival footage and some more recent footage of, of Dutch Prager and his relationship, in fact, with the guy who's coming up next, Captain Mike Gallo. And we'll chat with him about the fishing and get to your text messages. Thank you, Mad Trucker. He's checking in. And they got a work weekend going at somebody's deer camp. Yeah, a lot of that's taking place, getting ready for the hunting seasons. All right, we'll be back with more of the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And I was just talking about him, Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. His reports each week are a presentation of CETO. Now, you know CETO. You see the big yellow panel with the black stripes. They are the ones that rescue you when you need it, wherever you need it. They'll tow you in, jumpstart you. But mostly what you're getting when you have a CETO membership is the peace of mind that knowing that a rescue is just a call away. You get all of that for $179 for an entire year. I strongly suggest you become a member. Don't wait. Do it as soon as you can. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545. Or it's even easier. Sign up online at CETO.com. And Captain Mike Gallo joins us now. And, uh, Mike, you are going to be the, the star, uh, co-star, that is, of Bayou Wild <laughs> next week with that feature we did with uh, with Dutch Prague. And I, I, I saw some of the excerpts of it, and i got to tell you, uh, Chris LeCock did a heck of a job at some good stuff, considering what he had to work with. You know what I mean? Um, I do know what you mean. Dutch is a natural, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a pretty good guy, though. You do all right for a, for a, a, a boy that uh, hadn't been fishing that long, huh? All yeah, his life, only 20 anyway. years I'm catching on. Yeah, you're a 20 year overnight wonder. I know what you mean. Listen, um, the spillway's been closed. I've been gone in Alaska, haven't been able to keep up with much. Anything changing in Pontchartrain as far as trout showing up? I wouldn't suspect there'd be a lot of them because Robbie told me that Lake Bourne hadn't produced anything, and that's even further to the east. So, what's the situation in Pontchartrain? Right. I haven't heard of any trout being caught in Pontchartrain. Still, the sheephead and the occasional redfish. We are seeing more flounder than we have been in recent years. I think we'll have a a normal fall season. I really do. I'm seeing there were a dozen shrimp boats in Lake Bourne yesterday. There were uh, five earlier in the week. So when I see an increase in the shrimp boats, it must be catching some shrimp. I've seen a few shrimp myself as I'm working along the shoreline with the trolling motor, fishing for redfish. Um, so I know that there are some shrimp out there in Lake Bourne. The boats that I'm seeing are east of Petty Pass, uh, more to where the lake more opens up, more islands and water than, you know, solid marsh and bayous around that upper edge, the northern edge of the marsh. So, um 
I think it'll, it's just going to take time. Like Robbie said, I, I heard his report. He's always very insightful on the lower end of uh, Lake Bourne and uh, out towards, like he said, nine mile and three mile. I did get a chance to make a trip to the exterior islands earlier in the week. I fished Martin Island. I fished Brush Island all the way to Isle of Pete. And we did catch a lot of speckled trout. I would say a 50-50 split or a 60-40 split, small ones to keepers. But we did keep 30. Bought some bull reds mixed in with them. So they're still out on that outer edge. And as we get closer to October, those fish will start making their way north. And they'll be more accessible to your weekend fishermen and won't have to travel so far to get them. So, Mike, what what about the, uh, you know, the, some of the areas you fish, uh, and it's not quite time, but in the wintertime and in the spring, you know, down there by the wall and some of that area there, what does the water look like there? Are you hearing anything at all, or is it primarily restricted to redfish down there? Yeah, I haven't been going to those areas. I would, I would think it's just the same as what I'm seeing in the local area, being redfish, sheephead drum. We caught some croaker. The catfish have certainly moved in, fishing with bait on the bottom. There's plenty of those. I just hadn't been in that area um, when the spillway opened and sort of trapped a lot of water in that, in that golden triangle area down by the wall. I've just been going east. Uh, I did spend a, a, a two days fishing around the Pearl River area, Little Lake, and the mouth of the Pearl River itself, uh, hiding from the winds early in the week. And um, there's redfish down that way. There's bass. Still, that's our main target is the redfish, and we're certainly thankful they're plentiful in the local area by the you know, they'll bite a variety of presentations, shrimp on the bottom, or gold spoons and spinners, things like that. The Biloxi Marsh has quite a few of them. If you get, you know, a day where the weather's not so bad, you can jump across and fish almost anywhere in the Biloxi Marsh. Good numbers of redfish. Just look for mullet, lots of bait, and uh, you want to get close to those mullet. And a gold spoon is a Great imitation of a wounded mullet. You know, Mike, the last time uh, I fished with you in some of those uh, lower marshes there on Lake Bourne, uh, it was almost, you know, two redfish, one bass, two redfish, one bass. I think there's going to be a big shot in the arm for the bass fishing in those marshes with all that river water. It had to be a ton of bass came in there. Yeah, we've started to see that. uh, We were talking earlier about me guiding for 20 years. My first 15 years, I might have caught 30 bass total, and now I can almost target them and catch 30. When the rock dam down at Shell Beach was put in and then the wall at Bayou B. Avenue put in, between those two is the lock at Violet, and that's fresh water coming out of the Mississippi River, and that water sort of gets trapped in the Mr. Go between the dam and the wall. And I can I can go to that area and fish along those grass beds with a plastic worm, I can target bass and catch 30 of them. They're those small, fat marsh bass, but they cook up really good in a microwave, and we enjoy them. Yes, they do, and and they fight hard, too. 
yeah, they, they fight hard. They're kind of like redfish. They, they take a variety of lures. They'll eat live shrimp. They'll, they'll eat dead shrimp under a cork, plastic, spinners. They'll bite a spoon. So very aggressive. And on occasion when I have people that come in from long distances and the weather is not perfect, I can stay in protect, protected water and make my way over to the Bayou B Avenue Marsh and fish that, that strip of shoreline along the Mr. Go anywhere around Bayou B Avenue down towards that violet lock and save a trip, make a trip. I might make a young man's day being able to go out and catch some fish in that area. And of course, while you're catching bass, you'll stumble across redfish, sheephead, and if it's in the fall of the year, the trout move into the area. So still a lot of options for us. I just think it'll be at least 60 days before we start seeing some consistent trout in our area. Yep, we got a ways. Well, until those uh, speckled and freckled trout uh, show up, put some green trout in there. There's nothing wrong with them. That's what they call the bass. Well, Mike, they can get you at aaofla.com. They can get you on my website on the field reporters at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. That's kind of the social media end of it. Uh, what about telephone number? If somebody wants to call you and get trip information. Very simple. You can call me at 985-781-7811. Or we also have a Facebook page that you can contact me through my Angling Adventures Facebook page. And by the way, I went on your site recently, and uh, my, i got to commend whoever's working your site. They're doing a great job for you. It really looks good. Yeah, Kate's Digital Marketing did a real good job of uh, revamping my website. She told me it was a dinosaur. <laughs> kind of hurt my feelings. But, but we well, got kinda, it. Kind of fits in. <laughs> We're back on track with some uh, updated technology in my website. Sounds good, Michael. Thanks, buddy, and uh, go get them. All right, Don. Glad to have you back. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. All right, that is Captain Mike Gallo. And by the way, I want to remind you again, if you never watch Bayou Wild TV, go to our website, BayouWildTV.com. You can find all the listings. It airs on Cox Sports Television. It's on WUPL. By the way, it's going to be moving in September next month to Saturday mornings at 4 a.m. instead of Sunday. And it's also Channel 2, WBRZ in Baton Rouge. That comes on in about seven minutes. And you can always get it on YouTube anytime you want, anywhere you want. All right, coming back after this, Brendan Bayard joins us with a Paddler's Report. That's what we got for you guys coming up next on the Outdoors with Don DeBute, Radio Network. Well, you can stroke or you can pedal. Uh, that's how you propel a kayak when you're going fishing. And we have a special report. It's called the Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. A couple of members uh, alternate on weeks. It's presented by Massey's Outfitters. They've located in mid-city of New Orleans. They've got a store in Covington, one in Baton Rouge. And they offer the best kayak fishing models, everything from Hobies to Jackson Kayak and Native Watercraft. Check out their entire line at their website at MasseyOutfitters.com. You'll also find them on Facebook. And joining us now is one of our reporters for the Paddler's Report, Brendan Bayard, uh, who is the most recent winner of an IFA kayak fishing tour in Louisiana. Back on the last day, I think he reported to us on July 28th uh, at HOMA, uh, was where it was held. He chose to fish the Grand Isle area, as he told us, and he found a couple of good fish. He found, a, according to the report, it was a 20.25-pound 
pound trout. I believe that was inches and a 40.75 inch redfish for a total of 61 inches to win that event, which is his third win in IFA kayak tours. Congratulations, Brandon. And if you would, what was the top water bait you used to catch that trout? Uh, that was a, uh, uh, top, um, uh, my, 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 uh, a top dog junior with the, uh, the gold sides and the, uh, black bottom. Uh, I, I like to throw that bait, uh, in the mornings when it's calm, it just has a nice low, uh, vibration, uh, lo- nice low sound. It's not, it doesn't kind of knock them over the head with too much, uh, sound. And, uh, it's, it's got that nice silver side this time of year for when all the pogies are kind of, uh, all over the marsh and, and trout are feeding on those. So, uh, did that. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a tough grind in the morning for the trout, but, uh, you know, finally found the ones that I was going for. I was just kind of in an area where only big trout were, were kind of around and uh, got one and got out of there and uh, went to the pass. And, uh, you know, a lot of people congregate in the passes during those IFA events. And I was, uh, you know, just kind of watching uh, my depth finder and then watching the people. And then uh, I saw one of my buddies, uh, Ty Hibbs, was out there. Uh, he's he's uh, He fishes the... Uh, the boat side and the kayak side and he was uh he was pitching around his boat so i i could tell that he saw something on his death finder and like we do we just kind of all <laughs> <laughs> congregate towards hey. where the fish are and, yeah and, uh, it's and, a poker uh, game I, I totally you gotta pot- read you gotta totally read your contestants <laughs> yeah I totally uh, and now you used a you used a good choice a berkeley gulp you can't use live bait in those tournaments but that sometimes is a better what what exactly bait were you using for the big red i had a big uh half ounce uh jig kind of like what you would use for uh cobia fishing and then i had a five inch um kind of white um uh, grub i think they call it it's it's like a really big mm-hmm. gulp that they sell for uh you know cobia or offshore fishing and uh just threw that thing down and i, I could see them on my depth finder they were just they weren't really bunched up yet because the tide was still uh coming in and we were waiting for it to fall and uh the, the the fish usually gang up on the fallen tide but they were just so scattered and we found one little group and i could tell the guys were pitching around to them I threw in there, and, and me and Ty uh, both caught a bull almost exactly the same size, I think half an inch difference. Um, luckily, I had that big trout earlier that morning, and then uh, it just kind of, uh, with the storms that came in that, that day, I kind of got lucky because, uh, you know, a, a lot of people had a harder time in the uh, pass with the uh, with the storms and the, and the falling tide and, and, and weren't able to find that bull, so... You know, sometimes it's better to just be lucky than good, and uh, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. By the way, there's a slamboree going on down t- down there today. Tell us about that. Yeah, the slamboree is uh, one of my favorite tournaments to fish from the uh, Lafayette Club. Uh, and they, they kind of come into the uh, Highway 1 area and, and kind of do the same thing that, that we do for, uh, for Paddlepalooza, if you will. Uh, it's a slam tournament. Uh, meaning that the uh, you're, you're trying to find an aggregate weight between a slot redfish, a speckled trout, and a flounder. Uh, the great thing is the the trout fishing's been uh, really off the charts lately uh, on the beach, in the marsh. Uh, I mean, everywhere I've gone recently, there's been uh, quantity of fish, there's been size of fish, um, and especially on the beach during that fall and tide, if you can get out there. Uh, 
when the when the tide starts to fall or right after one of those afternoon thunderstorms been having a lot of success on the beach uh throwing top waters throwing live bait whatever you want but uh i mean there's there's points recently within the last month where you go out there and you hit it right and like every cast on a top water those fish are fighting and blowing it out of the water it's, it's just the kind of fishing you want to do when you head down to the beach yeah got it uh river dropping down now now that the spillways closed and the river's at 12 7 uh, plaquemines parish got to be getting better yeah yeah uh eric's been doing really well over in plaquemines keeping me abreast of what's going on uh i'm looking forward to getting down there for the uh fall and tide tournament that we do later in october and i'll start probably pre-fishing for that coming in september but uh yeah the the fishing's been getting a lot better over there um you know especially in that kind of empire north area in uh in port sulfur and and myrtle grove all those kind of areas a lot of people have been going over there and and really doing well uh, with the redfish, and I'm, I'm sure any day now, uh, you know, it'll get back to normal with, uh, you know, people going out of Joshua's and and, uh, and Empire and, and all those areas and catching trout. So I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, see that turnaround after being inundated for so long, uh, uh, which is pretty uncharacteristic, and uh, it's one of my favorite fisheries, so I'm glad it's getting back to normal. Brendan, we hadn't got any reports, didn't get a chance to talk to uh, Kirk out there at uh, uh, Hackberry, but Big Lake out west, uh, what are you hearing from that area? Uh, it's 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 been getting a lot better, too. Uh, we had the whole first part of the summer, really, uh, if you would have just cut the summer in half, that, that whole first part of it was a lot of fresh water. A lot of people were really just focused on red fishing. Um, now, nowadays, the uh, salt has is back to normal people are catching trout and you can almost read the the weekly star rankings in the summer to see how the uh, salinity is doing even if you're you know not looking at at buoys you can see that people are entering more and more trout from that area um and then i think i think we have a 4.5 leading that division right now but talking to a lot of people are are interested in hitting that uh division pretty hard here at the end because the fishing has gotten a lot better people are going out to west cove drifting over those big reefs uh you know just throwing big baits for the big baits for that one big fish and uh they're having a lot of success you know finding fish that are you know three pounds and plus so um uh, if you want if you're looking for summertime big fishing for trout, uh, Big Lake is really coming into its own right now. So, uh, you know, it's, re- it's really, really option. nice to have a really nice to have late competition going on in that star tournament. You know, it's still hotly comp- competitive and it's not sewn up by any means, and that's great. Well, Brendan, thank yeah. you for the report. Now, if people start calling you pot liquor, that's not my fault. You, that was your. <laughs> Congratulations like on that big win it's again. Definitely something that we all do with each other. It's. Uh, it's a unique tournament like no other. We're all just talking to each other, having high fives, and 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 helping each other measure each other's fish. It's uh, it sounds a lot worse than it is. It's a uh, pretty great camaraderie <laughs> out there. It's all part of it. Thanks again, Brendan. We'll see you next time, buddy. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. All right, that's Brendan Bayard. And when we come back after this, uh, you know what time it is. It's bad boy time. We got to, these people will not leave these black bears alone. This time the guy admitted to shooting it with a bow and arrow. Somebody found out he told the wrong person. Now he's got the, the, the time to pay for his crime. Back with his story after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
couple of texts in. This one from our good friend, the Lafayette Yacker. He says, good morning, Don. Good luck to Al and Charlie. Fishing with the wives at Shell Beach. They'll need it. <laughs> I don't know what he means by that. Here's one. Hey, Don, listen to your show this morning from the boat, headed out to the Chandelier Islands from Lake Catherine. That's a pretty good little ride. Enjoy it and hope you find some fish at the end of it. All right, right after this 10-second pause, we've got a bad boy to tell you about. This one is a Bastrop, Louisiana man. Back with his story right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, last Thursday, when I was fishing in Alaska and you were doing whatever you were doing, acting on a tip that a Bastrop, Louisiana man shot a black bear with a bow and arrow behind his residence in October of 2018, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents went to Dennis Repon's residence north of Bastrop, found a black bear head and a hide in his freezer. Repon admitted to taking the bear while deer hunting and was cited for allegedly illegally killing a Louisiana black bear. Now, they are protected, so if convicted, facing a criminal fine of up to $950 and up to 120 days in jail, plus, and here's the biggie, a $10,000 civil restitution based on the replacement value to the state is 53-year-old Dennis Repon of Bastrop, Louisiana, a bad boy of the outdoors. Now, you know, it's a safe bet there was some bragging involved. Even if it was just to one person, he just had to brag to somebody. And unfortunately for Mr. Repon, he told the wrong person. Amazing hunting and fishing violations. they got to be the most common self-incriminating of all lawbreaking. You agree with that? Text me, 870-870. Coming back after this, we're joined by the Plastic Man, one Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures, right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Yes, there's legends and song of, from minstrels about this man, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun <laughs> Fishing Adventures. He will be documented down in the history books when his time comes. What's going on down there now that the river's finally dropping some, anyway? I just hope they don't document that anytime soon. <laughs> uh, <the river's, laughs> I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, the river's at 12-4, and it's starting to happen already. I mean, the, the bull reds are coming in like crazy. I caught a bunch of trout close yesterday, small trout, you know, not like last week when I could get to them. But um, the, even the trout are moving really close to the river. I mean, right where we usually fish our reds, there's, there's trout showing up. So it's starting to, to get right, but the bull reds are moving in, and that's what we did most of the week. They had people wanted bull reds. So, you know, there's a few di- different ways we, we're doing it. You know, either we're taking a, a good popping cork. You know, H&H just came up with, with a really good cork with uh, some good sounds. they called the big baller that we've been using. And we just put plastic underneath that. You know, I use the trout trick or the swimming trick. and Or you take a top water bait if you got the right customers. Uh, popping top water, you know, not you know, kind of like the old hula popper would do good, but we're using uh, different ones. You know, Live Target's got a great big popping mullet, and they will come up and engulf that thing. I mean, it's a it's an explosion that you'll never forget if you never fish bull reds. So I had some guys. From oh, Wisconsin. they are fun. I had those guys from Wisconsin. You know, I, I got to t- go ahead, go ahead, Don. <laughs> Well, I want to hear what the Wisconsin guy said, but I wanted to tell oh, you oh, while I was in Alaska, particularly this year, what people were telling me about fishing in Louisiana, they wanted to talk fishing, 
the overwhelming majority were asking about redfish. Never used to be like that. People always asked about all those speckled trout, but man, they, the, evidently the word is out on the redfish, and I'm sure you get used to be, kind of know, the same reaction you, being in the guide business. People have never in their life caught fish that are big like that and fight like that, and, it's, and we, we're becoming famous for our bull reds, and that's something we never fished before. We didn't want them. You know, we'd cut the line if we'd had one back in the day. Now everybody wants to come catch them. I mean, this guy says, I've only seen this in pictures. I, ne- I can't believe it. I mean, he sent me another email <laughs> last night about he just is, yeah. he's over exceeded his expectations to catch 45-inch monster bull red that he just beating him up. And he, I mean, they just enjoyed it so much. And if you get in the right water and that beautiful orange, gosh, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty fish. It really is. Well, this is uh, primarily the time for them. How long will they be hanging around those big bulls before they actually they, move they'll, on? they'll stay all fall, but this year on September 14th, which coincides with the opening of teal season, there's going to be a full moon. In that full moon, they'll all gather up and they'll go a mile or two offshore in the Gulf and they'll they'll spawn, and they disappear for about a week. You know, all of a sudden you'll be smashing them, and then the next day you won't be able to find one. Well, what happens, they all go out there, they gather up, they spawn, and then it takes, you know, about another four, five, six days for them to start filtering back out and dispersing because they stay in that school and they're in bigger schools then, and then they'll disperse and and go back to where they were. So it just depends on where they go. Normally, they'll go in in front of the passes and and about two miles offshore, and it's just it's unbelievable. And they do it at night. It only takes a few hours. By 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, they're done. But but it takes a while for them to disperse out. And that's a weird week because everybody says, we were killing them. Now we can't find them. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> so yeah. so we'll be teal hunting, and we'll try to stay away from the that. You know, I tell people, stay away from that week when I'm booking them if you want bull reds. If you want reds, come on, no problem. They're not going to leave. They're not going anywhere. Trout, no problem. Teal. You know, that's going to bring them down. So it's good for everything but catching bulls. And we don't want to bother them while they're doing that. So we leave them alone out there. Yeah, well, you can keep busy with the teal. That'll kind of, you know, take your mind off the reds for a while. Well, with these cold fronts coming, I've never seen so much northwest wind in the summer in my life. Oh, we had a week or two of July. Isn't that crazy? Now it's been like all week it's been northwest wind, and it's really hurt me for what I wanted to do. But it is what it is. It's you know, maybe they'll keep the storms the way they say because the storm season will start ratcheting up, you know, the next few weeks. We can make another another month yeah. or six weeks we'll be out of it. But, well, you know, I, I can't afford one right now. Our marsh looks so good. It's it's best I've ever seen the aquatic vegetation. It is incredible to look out there. It's uh it's going to be a great season if we, if we don't get a, a storm in here because the whole Mississippi Valley really doesn't have very much uh, food source for them because it's been underwater for months and months and months so all the grass is dead and all you know they couldn't do uh, plant their crops so we ought to have a great duck season down here well i'm looking forward to that teal season it's kind of the the exhibition season you know you get out there and get yeah. some teal and get the dogs some work and have some fun all right well, if somebody gonna, wants to get a hold of you tell them how to do it 
Well, I, I'll, oh, yeah. you'll bring it up first. Now's the time to get your dog ready. Don't wait till teal season. Don't wait till the week before. Start working your dogs every day because that first day will hurt them bad with the with the vegetation that's out there. But you can call me, you know, at, at uh, 504-559-5111 or just go to my website at Cajun Fishing Adventures and you'll see everything that's there. Hey, I got one last question for you. Did little Miss Salty bring you some Alaska fish or no? She she offered me to, but but I still had uh, some of it from when I went, so uh, I I didn't. She she's working. She she had a tough day yesterday. Now they they was out there all day long, and it, they they really had a tough day. So when she mm. came in here yesterday, she was dragging. <laughs> so. Ah, uh, well, she'll bounce back. All right, Ryan, thanks for the report, my friend. Go get those big bulls, my, my guy, and we'll see you next time. We'll do, buddy. Y'all have a great day- weekend. All righty. Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. Coming back after this, so you want to hunt an alligator? We got the answer for you coming up next. We'll talk to Grady Galliano of HuntTheIsland.com right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And located in Desalmonds, and a beautiful part of the state, there's a hunting lodge called Hunt the Island, and Grady Galliano is the manager, and they're getting ready to do some gator hunting. Grady, good morning. Uh, people that want to go hunt alligators, give us the lowdown on what you guys are offering this season, which opens up at the end of this month. Yeah, uh, morning, Don. Uh, yeah, the alligator season opens up on the 27th. Uh, we got a, a few tags left to fill. So if uh, anybody out there is interested in making a gator hunt, just uh, give me a call or look on our website, contact us, and, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get it done. Uh, there's there's uh, different ways we use to uh, to get the gators, not just hook and line, no de-grapple them and stuff, but that, that requires a different license. But uh, if anybody's interested, just give us a call. And, Grady, what's involved in, in hunting a gator down there? Oh, you. Uh, as far as the fishing, we uh, we go set out the lines and then, uh, we scout out, see where our bigger gators are, and depending on what size they want, we scout it out and uh, set the lines out and uh, pass the next morning. Uh, and if that's the gator you want, uh, you can get to, to, to harvest it. And uh, if it's not, we'll harvest it and, and sell it for ourselves. And then uh, we'll keep on passing the lines till we find the one you want. And then. Uh, you don't have the one you want, we come back to the lodge, and then we'll, we'll ride around and see if we could find you one and try to grapple it. If not, we'll go back that afternoon, pass the lines again, and and uh, so forth, so on. And so you handle all the licensing and the, the processing. If they want to keep the meat and the hide, you take care of all that for them? Yes, yes. We have a on-site taxidermist. Uh, he comes in. He skins the gator. He takes care of everything you want from purses, shoes, to mounts. Uh, whatever you want done with it, he'll take care of it for you. And I'll tell you what, I love that gator meat. So many different ways you can cook it. You know, people have really found out about it and enjoy it. Now, you can handle people that are coming in close to town there in Desalmonds, or if you're going to be coming in from out of town, you got lodging for them, correct? Sure, we have lodging. We fit up to 20 people. Uh, there's different, uh, we have uh, five uh, private rooms, a master suite, and uh if they're coming in the airport, you know, they're flying in. We have a vehicle that will go out there, pick them up, and bring them, bring them to the lodge. And then, uh, you know, vice versa, bring them back to the airport and have them go on their way. Well, I sure hope Johnny Chauvin's cooking for you because he does a great job down there on the meals. Oh, HuntTheIsland.com. HuntTheIsland.com. Yeah, HuntTheIsland.com yes. is the website. Give us a telephone number if somebody wants to call. 
You can call me personally at 985-637-9177. All right. Thank you, Grady. Good luck on the Gators, my friend. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. All right, that's HuntTheIsland.com. All right, uh, switch over to more outdoors. We've got two more hours coming up. Say goodbye to our affiliate stations. See you again next week, 5 a.m. for the Outdoors with Don DeBute Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.